Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Zeitgang, gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 260, Episode 2 of Dirty Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to I mean, there's a couple. Look, it's Chucky the Notorious Killer Doll Day, and also National Greasy Foods Day, so... Enjoy is both, that so. in the day? Is that in the national day? Did they put the the notorious killer Chucky, doll? comma, the notorious, the notorious killer, killer doll, doll day. day. <laughs> wow. Not a lot of confidence that that character has broken through into the zeitgeist. Also, it's the sourest day. I don't know what that it's, even means. It's the most sourest day of the year. There you go. I don't know, I don't know what it means either. Miles. Yeah, it's, well, I don't know. It's but not really it's healthy. Insane. It says wallow in your petulant mood. Take oh, sulking okay. to new lows. I mean, I think Great they're having advice. fun. Yeah. Oh, I see. It was Richard. Again, this is like a fun thing because this is like when nothing fucking mattered. In 1977, right. Richard Ankley of Ann Arbor created this counterpoint holiday to honor a friend with a sour, S-A-U-E-R, last name and a birthday landing on this day. Wow. Oh, fun. Good That's for so you. Fun. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Way to be friends. Not a... Uh... 
not not such great advice when we're all just like hanging on by a fingernail hey, <laughs> to be like, the- hey, what? just get into the negativity. It's yeah, okay. Man. Fuck it, huh? Anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Drac O'Brien Undead. Oh, because we're, we're a week, less than a week out from Halloween. So mm-hmm. I've been spent the weekend workshop in that one. Okay. A little Treehouse of Horror style. AKA. Yeah. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Miles Gray, AKA, I think I'm Kate Crotch, Betty Cocker, door opens, Indiana, sunglasses on the nose. Hey, kid, tell me how to get to Laser Zone. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Chrissy Yamaguchi, look, BMF. Okay. Love that inspired AKA. Uh, and yeah. How do you get to this laser zone? I don't know. How just around the corner. Laser zone? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Ford. Hey, kid. Did he call you? Did he say, hey, kid, by the way? Sorry, I'm eating apples with peanut butter. Look, it was either he said, hey, kid, or how do I get to the laser zone, kid? Or mm. this is me like adding that texture because I was talking to Harrison Ford and yeah. in it, he would be referring. I'm short round in this version because yeah, yeah. he's interacting sure. with an Asian person. So there's right. a lot. There are a lot of layers to, I think, how I came up with that. I just feel but like I he so. says he opens every sentence like that is an opening or a punctuation to every sentence he says or should be mm-hmm. was a kid. A kid. Yeah. Anyways, Miles, we are thrilled mm-hmm. to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious and talented comedian, podcaster and artist who hosted the classic podcast. Professor Blastoff was one of my first favorite podcasts brought me into the podcast world. Uh, host the ongoing podcast Space Cave. Draw some truly hilarious comics. His stand-up special animation cinematographical extravaganza, big nothingness, can be found at davidhunsberger.com, which was a smart place to put it, because that's his name. Please mm-hmm. welcome to the show the brilliant, the talented David Huntsberger. David. Yeah! Woo! I want yeah. to do like a miles off mic. Oh! Let's yeah. give some space. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let him know. Let him know you're in a big room. Up, yeah. Dave? Nice to see you guys. Nice to be yeah, back. Good to see you, man. It's great to see you. You do look like you were in a, like, there's like a science lab slash shop class vibe going on behind you. Like, yeah. truly, yeah. Yeah. It, a lot of stuff happening back. The, you know, the pandemic, you said everyone was hanging on by a thread. I feel like in the deep stages of quarantine, just needing to, like, keep my hands busy to do something, I just yeah. started relentlessly organizing and and I made all this crap behind me just out of free stuff. It was just stuff that was left on the curb. And I'm like, oh, I can use that. And uh, <laughs> it ended up being, it looks a little maniacal. But it's all very organized, which is nice. Yeah, very organized. There's a Ferrari behind him, you guys. <laughs> he built a Ferrari out of spare parts. How you build a Ferrari out of old Ray-Bans. <laughs> what's new, man? What's What's going on with you? Uh, you know, I finished the the wall behind me. Organization is uh, coming to a close. I have to get back to normal life. I'm assessing the world around us all the time, like everyone is. Some people, it never slowed down. It never changed. Other people are reacting like they got to catch up. So a lot of stop signs being run through, a lot of frantic, hurried behavior that's just baffling to watch. And I'm just sort of reintegrating and re-immersing myself in it. And you guys did one of these, all these sketches, like when we were kind of at the end of uh, everyone still in their homes, everyone had audio gear. Yeah. So I started reaching out to friends and 
just writing little sketches and just a way to like, I was really sick of let's schedule a Zoom and hang out. And I started right. to really hate those. But, you know, reaching out to someone and saying, do you want to do a sketch for like 15 minutes and just goof around and really not even catch up? Just right. start up the Zoom. They go, how's this sound? Go, That's good. And then we do the script. And I'm like, how's life? Good. Oh, yeah, good as well. And then part <laughs> right. company. And then maybe afterward they'd message, oh, remind me next time. I, a whole bunch of, I moved. I have a child. Like, okay, yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Right. But anyway, I did all these sketches and then I've just been like editing them and going to put them out into the world. But that's what Exciting. I've been up to, really. Yeah. Nice, man. That sounds like a very productive way to channel the pandemic and post-pandemic or still mid-pandemic anxiety. I think so. And I think yeah. it was like the opposite of maybe we get this through uh, behind the scenes things of like how shows are made where you see like production offices and there's like dry erase boards or post-it notes everywhere. And people are like planning, how are we going to make this thing? And then they right. start and then they sit down and you have to open up some sort of software and like, okay, interior, apartment, day. Then you, you then you like after you've planned right. it all out, then you have to write it. I just kind of started writing all this stuff and just checking in with my friends just to say hi to everybody. And then after I had all these like dozens of sketches, like, what am I going to do with that? So yeah. somewhat of the, sort of the opposite. It came from like a good place. And then I had to be like, oh yeah, what would you, what would you, what would a normal person do here with all of this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were in one of the sketches. It, it was a blast, but yeah, no punctuation. You didn't even have character <laughs> names. It was just a block, solid yeah. block of text. And yeah, you kind of like, had to work it out for yourself. You're the full underscore. I kept having to remind you, just like 50 underscores. That's you. That's your character. I don't, I don't know the letters. I don't know the keys on a keyboard. Yeah. I also feel like you're right that it's affected the way people are driving. I feel like I hear, you know, an average of eight peel outs like in my neighborhood, like on a regular basis, like yeah. in the middle of the day at a time that really nobody, I think nobody's drag racing. Maybe I'm not up on the drag racing scene, but it, it feels like a, a Sunday morning at 1030 might not be the ideal time, but it. People are peeling out. People are people are driving hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is weird to watch. I don't know if it's good to be kind of aware of what paradigm you're in or to just do it. Like just to be balls to the wall, like cutting through traffic, going to work, chugging coffee, going to doing your hobbies and your activities, meeting up for friends, laughing, just living life so fast. If you're outside of that watching it, you're like, what changed? What is, right. <laughs> no one seems right. to be handling this well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That is a good description of how I live my life. So I get it. Yeah. You know, just rushing out. You know, weekends are for the boys, as mm -hmm. Miles and I always talk about. Yeah, you know, man. Playing some tackle football without pads in the park. <laughs> Could you imagine, dude? Crushing brews. Oh, you don't even discuss God. the idea of two-hand touch or flags. Just, yeah. No. Yeah, just yeah. Fucking just separate your shoulder in a public Only one park. flag we respect. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we are talking about today. We're going to talk about that Trump speech that was interrupted by the, the national anthem for some reason. Mm. And just the, the weird vibes coming off of that whole scene. We're going to talk about Joe Biden being an elderly, an elderly gentleman oh, wow. and, and questions about that. We're going to talk about the return of Teletubbies, which I feel like a 
you know, th- this is where our age, my age, really comes in handy. Miles, do you remember the first run of Teletubbies when people, when like Teletubbies controversies were a thing? With Jerry Falwell, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all, so, I mean, I, see, I was that perfect age where I was too old to watch Teletubbies, but just aware enough to be like, yeah, I think Jerry Falwell said they're gay. Right. <laughs> and I think yeah. that, and then I was like, whatever, 12. And I'm like, moving on with my weird life. Yeah. And we might even get to Halloween costumes, all of that, plenty more. But first, Dave, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Probably uh, belt sanders, some sort of tool or item. A lot of um, looking up the value of what those, any given time, get really into nickel cadmium batteries. Okay. They some are NICADs? rascals. They die. And so everyone moved into like lithium ion, but then... There's like these middle space of various other like metal-based batteries. The nickel cadmiums you can recharge and bring it back to life. So some tutorials on how to do that type of thing. And I think going kind of insane. Just uh, (laughs) (laughs) YouTube has been so great because you can learn anything. But also, you know, everyone talks about like the wormholes you can go down. You really can find yourself into like, oh, Wow, vinegar can really do a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's magical. It's like the they sell it over the counter, this gentle acid, and then you can just clean anything you want with it. It's amazing. I like the sound. Gentle acid. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's good. Like, like you can gentle. have this. You don't have to go to a yeah. special cabinet. You can use this regular average human. It's Fill acid. Get it on your hands. Though. Yeah, get it on your hands a little bit. It's okay. Just rinse it off somewhat yep. quickly. It's gentle. It's gentle yeah. acid. Yeah, I definitely learned the to appreciate vinegar and many other things is like in the pandemic, I was like going through like old electronics and I'm like, oh, I knew I had a wireless mouse and then like the battery had fucking exploded on the inside. I'm like, oh, shit. So then learning how to clean that up, get the yep. batteries working again, but then realize it had been crushed too many times for the optics to work. Look, it's a process, but I definitely I, I too know the magic of uh, weird products in your house and taking shit it. apart <laughs> trying to put it back together <laughs> what is uh what's something you think is overrated it the, all of this is going to tie together because i think ikea and amazon go kind of hand in hand easy uh, access to things you need consumerism but if you walk down really any neighbor maybe this is just southern california local to and maybe it's just specific to a neighborhood, but I feel like throughout the city, you drive along any street, you'll see old, broken IKEA furniture that can't be refurbished in any way. It's just it's just particle board. It's just trash yeah. the moment it breaks. So, like old actual wooden furniture, you can always fix up and and then Amazon boxes everywhere. Beyond just everything being manufactured in China and all the shipping and everything, and I think. We buy into it when a billionaire says something like, I'm, they must know. They're probably right when they'll say like, we're actually a net positive for the environment because what we do and looking forward and people are like, yeah, it's pretty, it's yeah. actually pretty good for the <laughs> well, environment. He said, it. He said he, this guy made several hundred billion dollars. He, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But I think the part they leave out is that they deliver trash, not just what's in the box, but People take the box and they're like, I got myself from Amazon. And then they just set it next to their recycling bin. All the plastic blows everywhere. And then yeah. there's just Amazon crap everywhere. And most of the streets now are filled with old, broken IKEA furniture and Amazon packaging supplies. So they're both very overrated. And now I've, I've become very snobby if I go to someone's house, like, oh, it's so easy. We just ordered this from Amazon. I'm like, God, I just yeah, see. I hate it. 
Did yeah. you fucking really need scent sickles in fucking <laughs> 36 hours? Did you? You couldn't fucking go to the store? <laughs> or just fucking get it regular shipped or something? There, there are times I've had to really kill my inner prime lover where like now it's purely like if I've at the, you know, at the last gasp, I'm like, oh, fuck, like I need this thing. I don't have time yeah. to get it. Fine. But most part. I've learned to do the thing. If I like a thing, go to the manufacturer's website because they're probably going to have like, hey, dude, buy it from us and we'll give you 15% off. Rather I'll bring than it Bezos. there myself, please. Yeah. <laughs> and do that whole thing. And just because, you know, it really is like we you, I've, I've had to like really pump the brakes on my expectation for shit to arrive instantly. It's really fucked up. And like you realize how impatient it sort of it just like permeates through your life when you don't have. When certain things just aren't, you don't just chalk up to, yeah, I ordered that. It'll come when it comes or, you know, I'll have to go to X, Y, and Z to go get it when I have time versus now, like, where, where the f can I get it fucking now? Whatever, whatever. It just, I don't know. It, it, it makes me kind of more of a dick, especially when things don't arrive. You're like, it's supposed to come on Thursday before three. <laughs> yeah. But like, fuck that. Like, just fucking, like, not everything is an emergency. I get when things are. But not everything is, despite the speed at which we get our goods. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What's something you think is underrated? Well, at the top of this pyramid, Ed Bigley Jr. Everyone made fun of him for years. He was way out of the curve on <laughs> climate change. Everyone just made him like a punchline because his house was made out of old egg cartons or something. but Or milk cartons. <laughs> but... He, right, I right. mean, he was repurposing things, you know, getting things. You can get the nicest thing made in 1965 through 95 at most like garage sales from someone that's like, oh, this belonged to my parent and I don't need it. You desperately need this thing. Here's the best one you could get. It's still in such good shape. And most people are like, oh, it's gross. A used thing. I'll get this piece of crap from Ikea that'll last me at least two right. years, probably two years. That's a guarantee for two years. Then it'll break and it's useless. I wouldn't buy this one for a dollar here that will last for another 100 years. So I think that right. just re, re, upcycling, refurbishing, recycling. You could make a case that everything that you would ever need has been made and continues to exist and it's just sifting through people's garages currently. And we're, but we have like yeah, right. planned obsolescence. So we're constant, we're consumers. It's capitalism. We have to keep buying shit. So everything is made to break almost instantly. And people are consistently buying into that. So I'm, I think that's very underrated to just appreciate. And like Miles was saying, take the time to maybe scrub something up with some vinegar, clean it, be like, oh, this is nice. I brought it back to life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the Ed Begley Jr. environmental activism subhead of his Wikipedia and he had the an electric vehicle in 1970 which was <laughs> a Taylor Dunn golf cart leg vehicle and yeah, everybody was just like, yeah, what an asshole. You know, <laughs> like from then until Pretty re like ten. Oh, years you don't ago. eat meat, huh? Try saying that in the seventies when yeah. he became a vegan, too. <laughs> right. And most of his contemporaries, I would guess, are the people that get lumped into that category of boomers, where they are. Let's just dig all the things out of the earth. Let's keep using fossil fuels. Let's just burn through it. They get that. That's like their rep. He was he was going against them. He was going to to dinners with people his age and being like, "I showed up in my electric car." 
And yeah. remember, guys, we used to do the drum circle. They all used to be hippies together. And then some of them are like, oh, yeah, it turns out this. That Remember when I was selling the drums at some of the shows? Well, that took off. Now we're sourcing our material from Indonesia. They just get kids to dig it. It's right. great. And then, and then Egg Bagley yeah. is like, I think I'm going to stay being a hippie. And he, yeah. he got laughed at for it, which is a shame. Yeah, he grew up yeah. in the valley, too, at Bagley. I I remember when I was working on a ballot proposition for clean energy, I got in and not into a debate with him, but I was like, this is just this is how L.A. this shit was. I'm, I'm like getting signatures for a clean energy ballot proposition at a fucking farmer's market in Studio <laughs> City. And Ed Bagley comes up and I'm like, oh, Ed Bagley, because everybody knows you're like, you're the fucking renewable energy guy. I'm like, please sign this. And he goes, no, he's like, I'm, I'm actually going to vote no on that. And I said, why? And he's like, because the Sierra Club's against it. And I said, and I was like, bro, the Sierra Club, they basically got bought by like the utilities companies to like just side on this for like a very narrow reason that it could interrupt certain spaces. But like this is actually a bill to like help get more renewable energy. And he goes, I didn't really think about that. He goes, wow. He's like, can you give me some more like material? And he like sincerely engaged with me and then like walked off. And I was like, damn, Ed Bagley. Okay. Thank right. you for that. Like when I think most of the time people will be like, I already know about this. Thank you. I don't have anything else to learn. But he, I think because I was talking the shit that he likes renewables that he was like, hold on, I have a minute. I have a minute. Right. I like Good. that. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you, if you, if you want to look good in 20 years, be like, <laughs> be, be on the more progressive side of things. Cause that, that seems to always come, come back around for, right. for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, there's even like a Simpsons episode that I I remember this joke really well as being like pretty foundational to how I viewed environmentalists when I was a kid. Because I was a, I was a big polluter when I was a kid. I was just <laughs> drill, drill, drill. Up and you hated Captain Planet. No, but there's a Simpsons episode I remember where he plays himself and he talks about using a go kart that is powered by his own sense of self satisfaction. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is like a great, great, like iconic joke and like great sense of humor about himself. But I was also like, yeah, fuck that guy. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Uh... Yeah. Anyways, shout out to Ed Bagley. For, yeah, uh, being ahead of the curve, the curve being our crumbling civilization. All right, <laughs> let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and 
Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. And we're back. And Donald Trump's back speaking in front of people at the <laughs> at the MAGA rallies again after yeah. this is the first time since being officially subpoenaed by the January yeah. 6th committee. Officially. So I can't believe he was willing to show his face after <laughs> after that. One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. He's out here just saying what he's got to. I mean, like, this is what's interesting. So the reason I we bring up this rally is like we know his penchant for just like screaming at the top of his lungs no matter how like self-incriminating it might be and like i feel like all of his lawyers are just always like slapping their hand like hands on their foreheads like what the fuck is this guy saying out loud and recently like sorry let me just catch my breath because i was running around the corner recently uh he was he, he was going like he was going after E. Jean carroll one of the women who uh, accused him of rape on truth social and previously, uh, they, she was bringing like a defamation suit against him, but there was this like logic of like, well, he was in the, he was a president. So it's during his executive privilege. It's just, he was doing these as the president of the United States, not as a private citizen. He visited that again and denied all the allegations and added to like his denial on truth social. And everyone's like, oh, well now you may have brought back more legal trouble because now you've just shot off at the mouth as a loser ass regular citizen and again people are like oh wow that's probably not good for his legal troubles but again we don't know what consequences this man will ever see so again setting the table 
people are already concerned about like what he's saying when he says. So we have this rally and one where he obviously wants to yell at the top of his lungs about how innocent he is and how, you know, this the whole January 6th thing is a hoax, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we know about his penchant for Trump jazz, as we know, where he goes completely off script and says whatever the fuck he wants. So he gets to this moment during the rally where he's trying to transition subjects like a, you know, like a stand up being like, hmm, what else? Uh, what else? <laughs> oh, yeah. January 6th. I got to tell you. And well, as he's about to go off on some January 6th stuff, we just hear like a spontaneous rendition of the national anthem begin. I'll play this for you because I'm just curious what everyone's take is on what exactly is happening here. Time he talks, he cries. These are the people we have. But remember this, January 6th, this committee, the two things they didn't talk about, two things, was that the people went down there and you could have had over a million people. So he's speaking, then he just like gestures to the people. Then the national anthem breaks out. And there's people behind him being like, yo, what the, wait, the anthem now? So they go through the whole anthem. Protesting. They're protesting what's taking place. So he just goes on. And he kind of gets thrown off and he's like, yeah, that's great. They're just they, protesting. They stood up. I, he's, he's like, when they first stood up, I thought they were protesting. Well, yeah, they're protesting. They're protesting what's going on in this country, which is really a shame, folks. Really a shame. Really a shame. You know, keeping it vague. So that's something like. He immediately goes quiet like an obedient dog or something where he knows like, oh, national anthem, get space, let that cook. I will be Mr. America right now. And many people were wondering, like, what the fuck was that about? Like, are they trying to use like a heavy hand to like link their sense of patriotism to January 6th type behavior mm -hmm. by being like January 6th, call and response, now sing the national anthem? Or are they using like the one tool that they think they have to shut him up, to throw him off without being like, yo, shut the <laughs> fuck up. That was the CIA up. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like just a weird psyop where it's like just this, they're like, dude, the one fucking thing that will get him to shut up is if he hears the national anthem and he'll back away. Like that's where we're, I'm most people are like, what? Just in general, what the fuck happened? Mm. I mean, we, we have seen that his campaign is more and more willing to use impromptu irregular music <laughs> accompaniments when he's giving a speech. Yeah. So maybe like it, it does feel like it was somewhat coordinated, like oddly so and not well coordinated because yeah. it, it feels like he's not really expecting it or was expecting it at a different cue. <laughs> but it may, maybe like he was like, and then I'll start talking January 6th and then you'll go into the rendition. But because he doesn't like speak on any prompter or script, it may, maybe it just like kind of happened in a weird way. But it definitely right. felt definitely felt engineered to, well, an, to an end. Right. It, yeah, it was because on uh, I think like Newsmax or one of the fucking weird, quote unquote, news networks after the rally, they spoke to this guy who was who was like you know, being charged with January 6th shit. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was talking to the president's team about that. This is him basically talking about how this was somewhat, I guess this was coordinated. 
hearing that you led this effort with Donald Trump tonight to sing the Star Spangled Banner. Talk about it. Yeah, we have been pushing, uh, actually, I came up with this idea on Wednesday, and I started pushing kind of late in the game here, asking, we started through social media pushes, we reached into the president's camp everywhere we could. I'm a J6 defendant myself. Uh So uh, reached into the camp everywhere we could, just saying, look, just sing in solidarity with these guys. So, first Mm. of all, I love that he's like, you know, I'm a January 6th defendant myself. J6. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, J6, sir. baby. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, this guy, he the shit he's been accused of is like, he was banging shots like on Nancy Pelosi's office desk or whatever during like there. Like shots of alcohol, uh, like alcohol? whiskey. Yeah. Like oh, okay. drinking alcohol, like just pulling up with, with the bottles and shit and being real loud on social media about it. But again, it's just it's it's so hard to know what's going on with this group of people because everyone is so zombie brained over preserving like racial hegemony. It's hard to know what exact level of depravity they're engaging in. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Very like uh, the entire like his rallies have definitely evolved into a in a weird culty direction. This almost feels like a a callback to. <laughs> Like at least, at least the song they were singing was not some weird, like coded Trump. <laughs> Trump oh. is our Lord, you know. Like it's some <laughs> version. At least they didn't all stand in in unison, like say a version of the Our Father that had like and Trump QAnon built subbed in. in or something. Yeah, but it's 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 all very very weird and terrifying. A yeah, terrifying. But uh, yeah, so the the rallies roll on, uh, and again, we will see what what comes of his legal troubles. But as as it stands, this man's still just out here running around doing his thing. And if the Republicans win the House as they're expected to in the midterms, then the January sixth committee is immediately disbanded, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's why they're so, that's why they've wrapped it up before, and they're like, all right, you've just in case. You know, right. uh, just in case our our plan about not really connecting to people's vital economic issues as a midterm strategy doesn't work. At least we wrap the at least we wrap the J6 committee up early. Yeah. So and then on the other side of the coming presidential ticket, because I think we're all staring down the barrel of a Biden Trump rematch. So what, what what's happening in the in the world? Oh, Joe Biden. I know there was comments about like. Him saying, him being like open to other people running, kind of, it's and acknowledging how old he is. Yeah. So, f- I mean, we first have to acknowledge that Joe Byron will be turning 80 in a month. He will mm. be 80, okay, in one month. So, it's fair to say people have their concerns about another presidential run. I mean, many Democrats have been talking about this since like the beginning of the year. Like, um, yeah. Like if he wants to, but like, you know, other people might want a shot at that with like, you know, better ideas. Anyway, what do I know? But Joe knows this as well. And like in this recent interview on or like on this podcast, he was talking about like, you know, if people don't if they're not confident, they can vote in someone else. The host, Jonathan Capehart, his aunt Gloria would come on as a show and he's like uh, as a guest on the show and she would ask you know, what would you say to my aunt Gloria if she's like, you know, she's also getting older and realizes her own limitations. What if she wasn't, you know, what if she had her question marks about like what that looks like to run again? And he said, quote, I think aunt Gloria should take a real hard look. And if she concludes that I'm missing a beat, then she should support some other Democrat if they decide to run. And then 
when asked if Dr. Jill was also supporting another run, he took a very long pause and was like, yeah, you know, like, you know, she knows the work we're doing is like important. So it, it's like, I get that you want to, but it's also sounds like you're like, and I'm also willing to maybe let somebody tell me to fucking sit down. Right. <laughs> the, I mean, on one hand, it's progress. He's no longer challenging people to push up contests when they challenge his vitality, right? <laughs> right, With, right, right. To Aunt he's Dad he's did. matured in that sense. Yeah, he's he's matured, which <laughs> Past physical is, is good at, at eighty. He's uh, he's settling into adulthood. That's just also like, <laughs> the fact that he couldn't give like a straightforward like, yeah, man, she's like she thinks we're doing a great job and thinks I'm the man for the job is. Are there are there going to be like Tom Brady Giselle vibes to this? Like his decision to run it back, where they're like, Jill's pissed, y'all. She is did not want to see this happen. I'm telling you, I'm the goat, Jill. Get me back out there. I'm undefeated. No, you're not, Joe. You're not undefeated. But I don't know. I mean, like it. We really are. Like you know, like a few people have said, it's time for a generational shift here in the leadership. Because right. we have people approaching their 80s now fully in the driver's seat, figuratively and in a way it feels literally like I feel like I'm on a road trip with like my grandpa who's like, I don't need no app. Right. I could use paper maps. <laughs> Why don't you shut up back there? I know how to get across town, Junior. Like that kind of energy. And it's like, there's so much easier shit to make this easier for you. I know you're tired, old man. Let me drive. Why don't you let us drive now? Okay. Right. We figured it out. How do, in 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 line with that a little bit, how do you feel about that? This, and this to me is more of just a thought experiment, but I'm curious how everyone feels about this. As, is this a bit of an olive branch? Is this a meeting in the middle? Is this insanity? I could make, I guess, a defense or I would say that I could, I could, yeah, I could defend or make a case for that if Liz Cheney is running and is a viable candidate, uh, I would vote for her. I think 46 in a row, let's get one woman, even if she, even if there's proof she had like sunk into someone's house and slit their throat. I'm like, still, let's try it. The guys have been terrible. We've had the worst man imaginable. Let's get a woman. She showed some courage. She stood up against her party and like called out what was the right thing to do. I think it would make people bristle. Like, how could you? Her dad's a war criminal and this and this and this and her. But is that a middle ground thing? We're like, whew, I gotta say, she's not 85 years old. She's younger. I don't know. There's something there. Nah, she's, I mean, she's, she, she says the right thing at the right time because like on the way to being like, you know what? I'm, I gotta, I gotta draw the line somewhere. Like she was fully back in all this other really cruel shit that Trump was going for. So I don't know. I mean, like that's what's so fucking, that's what's so fucked up about the situation is like, I don't know, maybe Liz, (laughs) is that like a (laughs) middle ground? Maybe rather than like, (laughs) Meanwhile, yeah. you have other people like like DeSantis, who's now like, and now I have my LGBTQ censoring committee I've put together with the force of 1,000 angry mothers. <laughs> like, it's... And he's like the good guy? He's the good option? Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know. And I think that's what is really frightening. And I think that's what shows that it's like, well, what if, like, the elderly leaders of the country got out of the way ones who weren't like shocked at the idea of like forgiving student debt or like stimulus checks that were like more than a fourteen hundred dollars because it'll spoil people like right 
that's a completely wrong mindset to have. Like, and it's it's interesting too. I was having a conversation with somebody who was talking about their grandchild who is a, like Gen Gen Z kid, and you know they grew up like they're they were a boomer. They're like, I remember I was able to, you know, I had a job at eighteen and I had my own apartment. And I'm just worried about him. He's still living at home and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, you shouldn't be worrying about him in the sense that you think he's existing in the same time period as you are, and you think, oh, he's lazy. What you need to do is actually extend your empathy towards like <laughs> our generation and younger here that were fed a steady diet of go to college, you'll enter the middle class, go to college, you get this, everything, you just need a good job and everything will be you know available to you. And then come the time for us to sort of reap those benefits or those rewards or reap what we've sown from taking on student debt, et cetera. There's no economy. There's no there's no equitable pay. There's no affordable housing. And that's the environment. It's not so much that it's like, ah, fuck it. I'm giving up. It's just that we're in completely different worlds. And also, like, most people are completely sh confused and shell-shocked from the idea of, like, I thought it was going to work this other way. Right. And having to then have a reconciliation with that. But it's, I was reading a... Yeah. I was reading a thing about the situation in Iran uh, from a, a friend of mine posted a thing that his friend was a little closer to the situation had written about it and that was the sentiment is that when people operate from a place of hopelessness they're more likely to to risk it a little more mm -hmm. and as if you get rid of the middle class if you put kids in a situation where not only is there no opportunity for you to like go into the workforce and subsist on your own you're and then that the people that house you are making you feel bad about it even though they were complicit in putting you in that situation yeah. Yeah, you might like that that is that what it's gonna take for people to become active and engaged and like, yeah, I'll get out there and disrupt the system. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's I also don't think I think if Liz Cheney ran, there would be no energy for that. Like it would be less energy than there is for Joe Biden because I th I think like the reason we're seeing Trump and the re like people People have given up on the system as currently constituted, and she's, like, very much in the middle there of, like, the, you know, she's a left-leaning Republican by today's standards, which just means, like, she's a, you know, a neocon. Like, she's <laughs> the type of person who put us in the Iraq War and, you know, cost millions of people their lives. And, like, they, I think people, what we're seeing is people, like, waking up to that fact and there's because we don't have a mainstream media or political apparatus to give voice to that. And we don't have a system that can like provide a candidate that is outside of the system as currently constituted on the left. All we have is a candidate who's outside the system as it's currently constituted on the right. And then a bunch of like different options that are in within the system and so i think anything you do that is like well we're gonna break down walls by like uniting the establishment republican and democrat party i think is going to ultimately fail because i think like the the message that people are trying to send that just isn't being received by either of the i i guess it's being received by the republican party in some ways but isn't being received by the mainstream media or the mainstream Democratic Party is that like your your solution can't be more of the same. You have to be willing to 
work against like these institutions that have got us here that like make it so so that our lives are untenable that we don't no longer have bodily autonomy like that those those are the things so yeah like i think the liz cheney as democratic candidate like narrative makes sense within that establishment media framework and we're going to see see it more and more i think it's probably missing the point is my is my kind of read on the situation perhaps this is optimistic but i've kind of like pulled away a little bit from politics and so i made a, a decision that like if trump was off of twitter and out of the office and not doing daily press conferences talking about putting bleach under his skin I, I would consider that like a world that I got to just enjoy it. Unless someone knocks on my door and like punches me in the face, I'm going to just yeah. get out there and like try to be positive about, hey, at least that's not happening. At least that's gone. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember when you're a kid, it's adults that come over and say, can you believe all this shit about so-and-so and whoever the president is at that time? And you're a kid and you're like, I'm trying to make a fort. I don't care about that. Right. But money is the thing that like draws you into politics. You know, money is the thing like I, essentially to me, politics is like, can I be here? Can I make money? And then everyone has their views on like deciding that. Right. And when you're a kid, maybe this hopelessness of, you know, you are at home, you get forced into the workplace a little earlier, maybe like we don't have child labor, but you can have a side hustle. You can have a brand. You can have something online. You can have a thriving TikTok. And then yeah. you build that brand. We pre-purpose things. We find Ikea furniture on the side of the road. We turn it into this. And I da 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 And you're doing okay. And yeah. then you feel confident like, oh, I, someone is my voice. Maybe I can get energized. But the big brands, the people that have been influence, po influencing politics for generations, like Coca-Cola and Walmart show up and go, that's adorable. You make a million dollars a month. That's adorable. You have no idea what we do to influence the world you live in and why we keep scraping just a little bit more for ourselves and a little bit less for the middle class. So then that group, maybe those kids, like they are the ones with this gigantic audience. Maybe they see someone like Andrew Yang or the party that he's putting together and understand like automation and how it's influencing things that there will be someone that comes along that energizes that group. And then they'll have all those, they'll have megaphones because they have big social media presences. Is that p possible at all? I don't know about with Andrew Yang. I, I do think that those, like the younger generation, we're, a, a lot of times I get into, you know, debates with myself about whether this is just like copium or like, what, you know, whether whether all the statistics we read about like the younger, like, the younger generations like having more realistic views about socialism and like the market and stuff like that 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 is going to change things but yeah it it just feels like the establishment is going is going to be working extra super duper hard to try and influence them away from that and try and basically replicate what we saw them do with Ed Begley Jr.'s generation, where they were like, yeah, yeah, so that all that stuff was silly, right? Anyways, here's how you make real money and how you become yeah. a serious adult and, like, somehow just, like, selling out to the values and, like, belief in the market economy and, like, the idea that the market can solve everything. That just got enmeshed with our idea of, like, what an adult is for a long, a long time. And I, th I think there's younger generations that are that they don't buy into that. And so maybe we can see some change. But I do worry that it'll have to get worse, worse, 
even worse than it already is. I don't yeah, know. I mean, people, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like through your own suffering, people tend to learn lessons. And I think that's the problem is that right now, like if you you're feeling the pain of inequality, that you're if you do a very cursory search to try and figure out why your situation is what it is, you probably are going to arrive at some version, which is like, well, sorry, I have, I have uh, work going on at the house. So if it sounds like people are mining through the walls, it's because they are. But just like, you know, you'll either hear some version of, hey, everything's great. We're working towards it day by day and we're going to figure that stuff out. Just sit tight and we're going to be all right. And another one is, hey, man, maybe we need to be fucking people up more. So right. like things will be better and maybe we should learn like le like lean into your anger to figure out a way to solve this rather than something that's like empathetic. And, and like to your point, Dave, like there's clearly like we're at a moment where a lot of people are like, well, this shit doesn't work. Right. That's for sure. Like, I don't need to read more or study more to know fuck whatever they're doing over there because I don't see shit changing and that's fucking it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, it's hard to figure out how you're going to like which way people are going to fall after that realization. Clearly, there's one version, which is like the extremist right version, which is like, I don't know, well, maybe preserving racial hegemony and the status quo is the way that we can just stop things from getting worse. We'll just keep it at shitty, like peak shittiness now and maintain that. And others are like, well, you know, there's a lot of stuff we could do. It's just pretty it's just kind of outside the realm of anything we've imagined as a country before, which is like being humane to people and rich people making less money. <laughs> One thing I do think we can all agree on is there's definitely money to be made with this younger generation. Oh, I'm yeah. In the process of choreographing a smooth transition from this career to be in the social media and just career media manager for my six year old and four year old. That's <laughs> kind of my five year plan. So right. as long as I'm making making the Benjamins, you know what I'm saying? You get yeah. it. <laughs> got to get into this woke baby content. You woke know, I got <laughs> I got these I got these little white kids. They're reading Franz Fanon and, you know, <laughs> bell hooks on Instagram live. They're doing numbers, man. These people can't get enough of woke babies. <laughs> Woke baby. Great name for a talent management firm. <laughs> I mean, saying. Yeah. we're so Edit that close. Out, Justin, I, I, I'm going to trademark it after this episode. <laughs> I mean, if idiocracy is already that becomes so real now, I mean, we're not far off from like a channel called Woke Baby TV or something. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. 
And Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. And we're back, and Yay. so are the Teletubbies. Thank God. I yeah. So I was like you, Miles. That when the first wave of Teletubbies hit, I was too old to give a shit, and like you know, too far away from having children to even like conceive of ever giving a shit about this sort of thing. Right. But it was this big media like the the place it did cross my radar was a media panic about whether it was like instituting evil satanic or you know queer ideology into babies like this is a show so i find like as <laughs> part of your baby's mind <laughs> yeah this is this is a show that like that uh this is a our writer jam put this story together you know, did a lot of awesome research, and I, I watched Teletubbies footage for the first time, and it is very strange. Have you guys Have you guys watched any of this footage or seen yeah, what I remember the show when is? it came out. I remember being just because I was like, like, fine, what is it? And I remember being like, oh, this is like for babies because like they're right. not even using words. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, like it's like, like all vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's all just rolling hills. A sun that has a baby's face inside of it, giggling. And so uh, that that's what it was originally. So one one controversy with a new one. We'll just get into that because this is probably the new hook you'll see is that the redesign. 
you know, it, the same way that like Star Wars fans will like don't want anything changed. They just want you to release the same movie again, yeah. I guess. This Teletubbies update, people are mad because instead of being inside a cartoon sun, the baby's head is just floating out in space, okay. like out in the sky. And then there are sunbeams behind the baby's head. And people are like, that's weird. That's On weird. the other hand, the, the original, <laughs> the original design, also extremely strange. So I'm not, I'm not sure I can like fully understand a, any complaints. Is that an about, actual like, criticism where people look? It's not in a sun. It's not in a radiating sunbeam. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me at all. But yeah, that that is apparently a complaint okay. that some people what, have had. What. They just dropped the first trailer last week, so we'll we'll what, see if yeah. this has any. What do you call like the ultra fans, like the ultras for Teletubbies? Is there like tubbos? a crew of them? Yeah, Tubbos, Tubbers, <laughs> yeah. Tellies, Tubies, yeah. Tuberinos. Yeah, but there there's like a People article that was like, reboot looks mostly unchanged in design, but some fans have been left raging at one major difference, and it's just that the the baby's head. One fan, me. <laughs> Some right. fans, me, and muttering under my breath when I first saw it. <laughs> but it is it is such a strange universe they've created, and it seems it does seem it seems very psychedelic, which kind of makes sense because, like, a lot of the understanding or you know at least theories on like what psychedelics do for people's minds is they like remove all the doors or like you know, di different filters we've built up over life just to, like, be able to get through day-to-day -day life. So, you know, be able to focus on something boring. And psychedelics, like, allow you to peel those back so you're just at a place where there's, like, none of these filters and everything's coming in kind of un unfiltered. And that would seem to be, like, how a baby would perceive the world. And when you spend time with babies, you, you do... Also have that thought. You're like, oh man, they they seem like they're tripping. <laughs> like the stuff that they're <laughs> interested in, like they're just like the plants are growing. The the grass is moving. How do my bones move me? Is the trippiest question one of my kids asked me that I can remember, but that's just like par for the course. They're constantly saying shit where you're like, What the fuck? <laughs> are you talking about <laughs> but i think so i think just generally it makes people uncomfortable because there is like a a logic there that resonates with their inner child or their inner baby i guess inner baby is completely different from inner child and and that's like the thing that teletubbies does that other media for children doesn't do is it, it actually seems to create a world specifically for babies using baby logic Actually, right. this this story made me like go and Google just have have people watched Teletubbies while tripping and like what was their experience like? And <laughs> I will say I can't recommend it for <laughs> for everyone based on the like some one person w who's like diehard was like love watching the Teletubbies where when tripping. This is a direct quote from a uh, <laughs> from a mushroom enthusiast forum. I taped them in the morning to see what it would be like to watch them while on shrooms, and it was the coolest. They are cute and everything, and the show is super colorful. Can't watch them without laughing my ass off. <laughs> It'll bring the child out in you. I guarantee it. 
But then like some of the responses to this were like, this is do not listen to this person. Like I when I watched it, I saw like demons in the sun baby. I swear it like the sun baby as it's about to dissolve into sunlight turns into a demon for for a split second. This person was like, big tip. If someone's having a bad trip, (laughs) turn on the lights, put on a Teletubby tape and set the person who is sad, mad, scared, whatever, in front of the TV and give them a blanket or a pillow. I don't think that's good advice, necessarily. You could you could try it, but I, I mean, they yeah, might attack your television. I like that we're finally looking, we're finally doing real research into psilocybin and baby vibes as a way to <laughs> heal people. But I also like the idea of Teletubbies like as this like Rorschach test of like, dude, watch it. And you're either going to be like, this is fucking crazy. I can't handle it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or you're like, oh, this is like some dumbass baby shit. But I get it. Like, because you're like, ah, I'm baby. You know what I right. mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, uh, like just random controversies are pretty par for the course. Like we said, there's backlash from parents who thought the show was dangerous nonsense. Others pointed out it was dumbing down. The simplicity was, like, damaging. Well, you know, education experts said the simplicity was exactly the point. There's, like, constant repetition. <laughs> Some people were like, the plots are just crap. There's there's no sense of place. The camera placement Come doesn't make any on. sense. It's like, yeah, I don't like the fucking characters are called like Inky Winky and like Poppy Lulu. Like, right. what the? F- and you're like, I don't know. I mean, the mise en scene. Like, wh- huh? Come on. Leave, and then the they try and get rock. real for one episode, like the one where they had a bear come into Teletubby land. And it became, it was like outlawed in various countries, censored by the BBC because it was too scary. <laughs> I watched like five minutes of it. It's truly, (laughs) it's actually not as creepy as like a lot of the commentary makes it seem like the bear. I I think I might have seen the one that was like post some editorial changes, but the bear just like talks with a silly like, I'm a bear and I'm here to eat whatever I want. And, you know, it, it still has the sunshiny vibes. There is a voice that repeatedly tells them to like run and hide from the bear, which is dark here. I, th- I think we're going to play a little se- a segment. Um, there's the bear is this like two dimensional cardboard. Yeah. I'm the bear. I'm the bear with brown fuzzy hair. Scary. And- okay, Jack, we got to stop. We got to knock this shit off. It's fucking crazy. No. <laughs> it's really- I like it is posted by NASCAR fan 2048. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, who's I like NASCAR, this YouTube but I also, video. I caught up some Teletubby stuff from time to time. It says this is custom made, so maybe this isn't yeah. like pure Teletubby. He's like, look, man, I'm in a NASCAR and freedom, and freedom also extends to the media, where I will upload the unedited Lion and Bear Teletubbies <laughs> episode, the Red Band trailer. Oh, yeah. So this is not very. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm looking over there. Because it has, like, a dark voice. I'm That's still the feeling... noise that the bear makes. <laughs> okay, so... I guess the lion is chasing the bear. So they're... Children are learning about the kill-or-be-killed world of Yeah, you know, hard the to jungle. know where they, um... I don't know. Okay, fine. I remember the thing with Jerry Falwell was because the one was purple and had the triangle like thing on their head. They're like, you see? Right. 
I study, I study gay semiotics. I know about this stuff. Right. And that was the big, that was the big thing that there's a character. I think it's Tinky Winky who wears a tutu and carries a purse and is a boy and, or is, I guess, like the, these know, are gendered, gender these? fluid. And Cubbies? because it was the 90s, instead of being like, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. They were right. like, what? You're wrong. It's and, a bag. Yeah, it's a bag. Who gives it? It like, holds back. Like, it right. holds back. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I can just, I can see this being a, a thing for the right to come back with when, when they're already, you know, responding to, like, I, I think when we see a cultural reboot, that was like something that was popular in the 90s and then it comes back in I, basically the same form in our modern world like we saw this recently with hocus pocus where a mom was like and a, there was a witch on my tv You're and like that is satanic now. and yeah. it's like oh we've moved we've moved backwards this is this is like we're we're, we're regressing culturally so yeah. this is just another one where I would be on the lookout for another example of the right fi finding a way to freak I out mean, about this. I think it really is like in this way, it, it, it does say something about your subconscious where if you're sat in front of a piece of media that doesn't have like an overt structure or narrative that you begin to fill the gaps with the weirdest shit. Right. <laughs> really? We're going with... Oh no, I know what they're trying to tell a baby through this thing now is just really, I don't know, telling of whether like how, how, how like much our intellects have just gone in the gutter where people don't even know how to just sit in that and be like, huh, I don't know what that was. Okay, fine. Or be like, I hate when it's quiet. I don't like to be with my thoughts. So a TV show, which is the equivalent of being with my thoughts is not the kind of place I want to be. Therefore I can project all this other weird nonsense into it. Yeah. Hard to know. Hard to know. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely weird, but so are the minds of babies and like all programming directed at babies. Is, like the Blues Crew or Blues Clues. Is yeah. that the one where they just like turn to the camera and they're like, what do you think? And then yeah. sit there and wait for you to answer. Like, <laughs> that's very strange. That is an uncanny experience that... Like would be just as easy to be, you know, to be like they're demonstrating, you know, that they are autonomous slaves to the Illuminati uh, because they're <laughs> just there's long periods of silence that make me feel uncomfortable. So it's it's I, I think into and into this culture that we find ourselves dealing with, there's going to be overreactions from a right that is going further and further just spinning further and further away from the planet and the and any sort of gravitational force of reality and th this feels like just pay dirt for them so it, it'll be interesting to see but my familiarity with content especially produced <laughs> material on the yeah. on television <laughs> is that it has to go through like a lot of you know uh, yeses you got and then even beyond like pitching it to a room you might have a writer's room of if something is birthed out of 
cable access. We're like, yeah, me and my friends just had these weird costumes. We got them when we were traveling abroad and we started filming ourselves just making baby sounds. And someone picked that up and you're like, oh, that was the beginning of Teletubbies? That would make sense as opposed to like someone going into a room, right. opening a briefcase and like setting out stuff. Here, here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the people just sitting there like, I'm trying to follow you. I this is a, I appreciate you pitching to us, but go through it again. So I wear this suit. My friend wears this one. We we make these sounds. It's like a star child baby thing. We, 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 <laughs> we've studied babies. Right. Who says yes on that? Are they just like, yeah, I mean, this, that's our network. We just try anything. Go for right. it. Someone in Europe. That is definitely yeah. where that happens, not in the United <laughs> States. But I think people that have like extreme dogmas are like, no, this was, yeah, like the Illuminati yeah. purposefully right. putting together all these ingredients. It's like, right. yeah, right. When the Aquabats fell apart as a ska band, they knew they that was a setup move for Yo Gabba Gabba. Like what? <laughs> Fucking just the, the ska wave crested, and then they found themselves in a good position. But I was curious if, like, I was gonna be able to find somebody who like tripped and watched Teletubbies with like baby mindset, and they were like. Yeah, it's actually just like very straightforward and it feels like you're just watching <laughs> a PowerPoint presentation. This all makes total sense if you are in a baby's mind. It's like very clear. Uh, lessons and I'm sorry. Thing. I'm sorry. And how would you know how you would be inside of a baby's mind? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was on a significant amount of LSD. Oh, OK. <laughs> it wasn't doing anything such satanic. such a strange right? affect on people years later at a lunch, you know, with that just... I've made it kind of, well, that's cute you think that, but when I was making tubbies, see, right. the thing about a pitch, <laughs> the thing about a great pitch, and I know I learned this on tubbies. Right. There's someone that had that, like, stacks yeah. of money from Teletubbies. Calling tele- such a dick. Calling Tinky Winky Wink, because, like, <laughs> they have to come up with a nickname that makes it clear that T-dub? they're, like, friendly oh, with man. them. My friend Tony played T-Dub the first two years, <laughs> and what a diva. Couldn't get him in the costume. If I, we throw money at him. Throw money at every problem. That's how you solve it. That's how about to tell Tony. I can go out all day. That's right. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, well, David Huntsberger, as always, truly a pleasure having you. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? DavidHuntsberger.com. Uh, it's really the only place I'm hanging out these days. I'll, most of my stuff is there. And then uh, the the sketches I wrote are going to come out as a podcast soon. I, I'm having some tech issues, but eventually they'll come out. And that'll be at DavidHuntsberger.com. And then also this website called TheEndlessAbyss.org, where you, it's like a membership thing. So you can get you can become a member and get access to like a whole world of all these sketches. Mm. That is uh, the endless abyss. That's the a endless abyss. Big ties name. into the world. It's a whole right. thing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? I wish I did. I haven't. Been, I I have not been on Twitter. I've really enjoyed it, but I miss out on some some great tweets, some sweet tweets, as I call them. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, I don't have a great one. Some sweets queued up today. <laughs> that is okay. We always anytime the. That often happens on our show, and we're always we we always greet it with admiration more than anything. It's like good for you. <laughs> it's weird every now and again. I'm like, oh, it's so weird to think of. It's just like people standing on the bank of a river, just like throwing a leaf in and hoping everyone will look at it, and just <laughs> chucking leaves. And then when yeah. you walk away from the river, you're like, what a strange thing for humans to do. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Miles, where can people find you? Uh, is there a tweet or some other work of social media that you've been enjoying? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Find me in a local Lakers fan support group somewhere. Also, find Jack and I on our basketball podcast. Miles and Jack got mad boosties. Wow, this this week's episode is going to be something, huh? Ooh. And what else? What else? Oh, also catch me on 420 Day Fiance with none other than Sophia Alexandra. Uh, some tweets that I like. The first one at uh, Craig McDermott uh, tweeted, date idea. I eat too many edibles and you take care of me. I think I like that. <laughs> that feels good. Um, another one is, oh, yes. Poofy Princess at uh, Miss Nonhuman tweeted, the sixth love language is being haters together. Mm-hmm. Which I also feel, yes, that 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 is very true. And then finally, Chef at El Cocinero three eight six tweeted, "There's a new Jamaican place near me, and when I called, they answered with fuck you want, bro.' I ordered three <laughs> meals. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Let's see. Rajat Suresh tweeted, "I can tell exactly which songs Jack Ant- Antonoff produced simply by looking at the produced by credit on a song." <laughs> Jamie Loftus tweeted, searched corn in my photo roll and unearthed this classic. And it says, and yet a trace of the true self, and it shows corn, arrow, corn syrup, exists in the false self, corn syrup into candy corn. I thought that was okay. an interesting meditation on the nature of, of life. Zach Silberberg tweeted, what the fuck does CVS even stand for? <laughs> and I, I and then no. in the comments said, this really resonated with people in a way I wasn't expecting. Hello to my friends who refuse to Google CVS. And <laughs> I am in that group. Then there's a Twitter account, Strangest Media Online, that I've enjoyed a couple of videos from. So just go check that out if you haven't seen it yet. And then Person People Blumpkin Spice Edition tweeted an interaction they had with Instacart said didn't want to go to the grocery store because of this weird mist that was all over town and my Instacart shopper said they couldn't deliver because they were trapped inside the grocery store because there was quote something in the mist and Instacart replied and said hi there if you need assistance please reach out to us via DM we're happy to help and then they replied it seems like they're trying to figure it out but they definitely are going to miss the scheduled delivery time. They took a vote, and they're sending one guy out into the parking lot with a rope tied around his waist to see how far he gets, <laughs> which is <laughs> from the Stephen King novella, The Mist. Uh, but that's that's a lot of fun when you just tweet the plot of a book and get taken and takes, seriously. Isn't that at a, a supermarket, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes yeah, place yeah, yeah. in a supermarket. Like, they go to the supermarket and everybody right. gets trapped inside. Shit goes down. Yeah. Shit goes down. Uh, well, you can find me liking tweets like that at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnote. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Uh, this is the new single from the hit band Consumer Value Store. Wow, they really drilled in the wall for that one because that's uh-huh. what CVS I, that, that's what CVS means. I have no idea. Consumer value store. Oh shit. You just ruined it. Wow. Consumer value store feels 
like it was created by an algorithm like that yeah, 100% and created by an algorithm in the 80s when they just yeah. found out what an algorithm is hey come down to the consumer value store where <laughs> we provide tremendous value to you the consumer and our consumers value our store <laughs> so this is actually going to be a track called from called shy guy by Jean, b-r-i-j-e-a-n and they're a duo kind of mixing disco and house kind of stuff I'm, I'm still kind of on my house kick because this, I think since we're talking, we're talking about Teletubbies and tripping and stuff. This feels like if you got stuck inside of like a, like a Barbie, Malibu Barbie Corvette or something. And the radio station only played one channel. Mm. So it's kind of cool. Listen to some texture. So check it out. Brigine, B-R-I-J-E-A-N with Shy Guy. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Yeah. That is going to do it for us this morning. Oh, yeah. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.